0: Welcome to the Photo Op Podcast, with a podcast where we talk about all things photo and video. I'm Ben Lucas. And I'm Stuart Marlandis, And this is Photo Op. (laughs) Alright, so this week we have two listener questions. Listener question special. Yay! So, uh, the first listener question comes from Lou. Thank you, Lou. Uh, are led cob lights or panels better uh before i i know you're gonna get into the tech specs about that if you don't know what the question is and you are listening to us on the youtube channel instead of in podcast form i have some here so you can see what the heck this question actually means mm-hmm. so an led panel is the one that you are probably familiar with it looks like this guy this one happens to have a yoke and a barn door on it but it is an LED panel. Ta-da!
1: A big flat panel a with big, lots of little LEDs on it. A big
0: flat panel. And so if I pull out the diffusion panel, it's got all of these tiny little LED elements that when you put the diffusion panel in front of it, turns into one kind of soft light source. And this one is about one foot by one foot-ish. It's a little rectangular. The Close dimensions enough. aren't exact. Um, but yes, this is an LED panel. Now, what is a cob light? Um, I have no idea.
1: I do happen to own one, though. <laughs> so
0: this is a cob light. So Stuart, what the what the heck makes this different than so an LED a cob panel? light?
1: Cob stands for a chip on board. Um, and yes, there is like a, a little a little board that that chip sits on. The chip being the LED light. It's basically instead of a bunch of little LED lights. It's one big one. It's one one huge one that has um, some sort of uh, heat dissipation
0: attached to it because they put out a lot of heat. Literally, you can look all the way through this. This whole thing is completely empty. Heat sink and fan. Heat sink and fan. That's all this is. You know, uh,
1: they're kind of akin to like strobe lights, like a studio strobe light, but
0: continuous for video.
1: Uh, It's like a modeling light, but even brighter. But
0: crazy bright. Crazy bright. For sure. So, um, yeah. What What do you like better? LED panels or cob lights? The answer is the always disappointing.
1: It depends.
0: <laughs> it really At depends. At one point in time, we need to do a roundup <laughs> video of every single the time we say video. it depends. Yeah.
1: So, it, uh, I would say to give you an extremely short answer, I prefer cob lights, but it took me a while to get there. Um, Why? Well, so cob lights... Due to how they're constructed, being a single light, they're uh, or single point of light. They are a lot more flexi- flexible in how you can modify and use them. So if you've got a panel light, you—that's it. Like the best you can do is maybe a layer diffusion, some barn doors. Like you can't really modify it that much more without really killing its output. Like putting you know a bunch of like a bunch of fabric in between it, your subject or whatever. Whereas with cob lights. A lot of them have a Bowen's mount, and there's tons of modifiers for a Bowen's mount. You can do all sorts of stuff. You can do lanterns. This you one can has do, a Bowen's mount. Yep, that one has a Bowen's mount. Um, you can do lanterns. You can do uh, you know, all sorts of umbrellas and and whatever you want like basically any way that you want to modify that light whether you wanted to spotlight you want to put a snoot b- on it soft boxes to put a soft box snoots, on it um you can do fresnel it. style yeah exactly exactly so you can focus it you can spread it out you can do basically whatever you want um as a result they are tremendously more flexible however they are definitely more expensive um and you have to buy the modifiers separately often and it's just like you got to know what you want generally but my led panels are rgb so now they are they are now there are rgb cob lights but it's taken a lot longer to get to the point where the they're worth it um rgb panel lights or panel lights in general they're very commonly rgb now they are a lot cheaper they're generally a lot easier to pack um they're smaller they don't really need an extra modifier uh you can stack you know multiple of them in in a uh in a bag really easily Uh, you can also get flexible ones um i used to have one of those and flexible ones are really cool and you can roll those up and you can do all sorts of lighting that would be difficult or impossible other ways like surrounding an object with a flexible panel doing all sorts of fun stuff like that um so they are they do travel easier um they often have no active cooling uh, at all. They just have, a, you know, the big heat sink on the back. The nice thing about them being really big and wide is they spread the heat out. So they're dead silent. There's no fan needed. There's no heat sink needed like you need with cob lights. Um, and they have been around a lot longer. They're cheaper as a result. There's a much wider market for them. Um, but cob lights, way higher output, way easier to modify. RGB is getting there um often there are trade-offs with brightness if you have rgb or tunable color temperature white versus um just a single like daylight balance cob is where you're going to get the most output um but there are options there so uh and the cob market in general is getting cheaper over time um if you're going to put some on a desk like your streamer or whatever just get some panel lights like it'll take way less depth it'll be way easier to set up um just do panels if you have a studio, if you've got especially like lots of nice vertical space available, look at cob lights. Those might serve you better. And you'll see that people with fancier, like if you're if you're into the YouTube photographer scene, the fancier studios will generally be lit by cob lights over panels, whereas the more modest ones
0: will be panels.
1: No, nothing to be ashamed of there.
0: But if you know what you're doing. You'll probably lean towards cob lights. Versus I just uh, got a bunch of those. They look like fl- fluorescent banks, but they're actually LED. I mm-hmm. just put a bajillion of them in the ceiling, and this show is lit with no lights. None. Yeah. Actually, Actually, it is lit with one light. Okay, if you're listening, that yeah, I know nothing changed for you, but I ran over and turned on a set of lights that I forgot mm-hmm. to turn on earlier. The accent the accent lights yeah it makes it all fancy so yeah
1: lou those are uh that's a quick look into panel versus cob um if you're on a budget panel um if you really know what you're doing with video lighting uh get a cob light and modifiers for it there you go good
0: stuff. i'm i'm a weirdo that i don't own any bowens mount except for this one i don't own any bowens modifiers i got this one light mm-hmm. to uh do a review of it and i did my review mm-hmm. and uh Kept the light, but I don't use it because I don't have any modifiers for it.
1: Yeah, one upside to the Bowen stuff is um,
0: super generic. It's Everyone really generic. makes everybody
1: for it. Everybody makes Bowen stuff, and they're cross compatible. You can use Bowen's uh, modifiers for a
0: strobe on a video light and get similar results. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. So, um, thank you, Lou. Our second question comes from Ben. No, it's it's not me. Um, ben uh, Tfield, uh, Tfield apologies ben. Ben, ben ben t thank you so much for your question so this is a little bit longer one but i'm gonna read the whole thing because i do think it's interesting mm-hmm. so i was viewing your video about the situation involving pantone and thought that you might be interested in knowing some things i'm always interested in knowing some yes. things hit us Keep what learning. you got okay um should you further engage um a brief about who i am the other ben not me ben t uh ben t. uh i'm an authorized reseller of ergo rip um which enables refined control of the uh he said rip i don't know if he's saying that doesn't exist anymore or uh, I, I don't know what that is but all right, all right i sorry, assume it does I'll i mean continue. he is selling it <laughs> he is he is selling it so i i said it like it doesn't exist anymore but he sells it actively <laughs> anyway i'll continue sorry um uh, let's see. Which enables refined control of the print process with inkjet printers and cutters. I do color mm. management consulting in support of people's color-related work. Okay, so this hit you. Right, right here where it matters. Okay. You're in the trenches. You're in the trenches. Before the rent extraction tool known as Pantone Connect. Dun, dun, (laughs) dun. We're going to link to that episode down below. Mm -hmm. Uh, The way that you got Lab d 50 numbers for Pantone swatches was use a piece of software known as the Pantone Color Manager. It was available for both Windows and Mac. You could either one-time purchase or license it by having an... uh, x rite color measurement device or licensed dongle for the i1 profiler attached to your computer hmm. you could also one-time purchase a spectral power distribution spec specifications per swatch mantone pantone color manager is sadly not easily found anymore and it looks like those of us who have it aren't going to benefit much from it since it seems that they've disabled all updates to the fan deck of course they have of course they have yeah. They don't want you getting stuff for free I think that the ultimate solution to the Pantone problem is essentially what could be called a crowdsourced or open-source communication color system. I would like to know your thoughts about something like this. Thank you for the video with hopes for continuing success in what you do. Thank you so much for those kind words and the incredibly thoughtful question so yeah, um this was awesome to yeah have you reach out like yeah this. that is an incredibly <laughs> in-depth and specific question and mm-hmm. hell yes i want want to dig into the trenches on this mm-hmm. okay so uh the real question comes down to the end what do you think about crowdsourced or open source color communication system uh in short that would be awesome um I see How many more colours are there? Like (laughs) uh, hasn't every Only a few. I I feel like that British explorer (laughs) way back when of like everything that has been invented has already been invented. There are no more colours. Yep. Like like aren't is haven't we already kind of covered the spectrum of what colors are? Like what updates are there, honestly? Yeah, I mean, you know, we only. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna start by saying I come <laughs> come at this from a point of complete ignorance. We only because... went from
1: recently 16.7 million standard <laughs> to like over a billion standard, with more to come. You know how many more could you know be? what
0: fine <laughs> fine um, I'm, I'm I'm going to say that I have worked in studios where uh, we've done lab color work which is mm-hmm. very rare I've worked on mm-hmm. studi- uh, most of the studios that I worked in um, we you know needed to do CMYK uh, grackle color standards mm-hmm. um, you know when we do really big client work Pepsi Coca Cola Leatherman when they give us a color it needs to exactly be that color even for one sure. deviation is incorrect so i understand the uh importance of having color calibration and i have the technical skills to do color calibration that said i have never actually used the pantone color manager the mm-hmm. way that i've always done color calibration is this light has a little blue strip on the side i would hold this under (laughs) under a a a light box that is like perfectly cr like 99.999 cri and i would look at it with my with my trained eyeballs and i would look at it on the screen and go yep i did it that's right (laughs) that is how i did color I, ki- I kid you not, that is how I get accurate color. I'm pretty darn good at my job. It's pretty darn accurate. I do have some tools uh, that I use to double-check my measurements. Like, I have sensor tools that can tell me exactly what this color is, and I have ways of mathematically, number-wise, getting to the color sometimes those fail and create some artifacting. And so i will come up with an alternative process that matches that first color. Mm-hmm. But, um, I have ways of mathematically getting to the correct color, but a lot of times I'm eyeballing to make sure Trust that right. it looks correct in addition to mathematically being correct. And sometimes you can't have both. But that said, I've worked a lot in color critical situations and I've never, ever, ever used the Pantone color manager.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I was, so I don't say... know. I have no idea. I would say I am pro crowdsourced option. Um, I think that ultimately, to be negative about this, um, anybody who works in such a color-critical situation will likely pay this um, rent extraction Scheme as you pointed
0: it out, um, for people like me. Wait, so this is an episode that we have in our pipeline, coming out of like, can you actually become a photographer mm-hmm. and like make it a career? Yes, you absolutely can. But for people like me, that fifteen dollars a month of like, oh, that feels like you know the pound of flesh being taken mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. But for these giant studios that are doing, you know, they don't care. yeah, they're doing six figures, seven figures. They don't care. It's fifteen bucks. Yeah, they're gonna pay it. Um, however, I do
1: think a crowdsourced or open source option, uh, would be awesome. I am a relatively big fan, I would say, of the open source community. I work with a lot of that stuff. I think it's really interesting. Um, there are some communities that could lead to something like this. There's a huge community around televisions, around figuring out how to, accurately uh calibrate and get good colors out of your television big community around that um there's other communities around hardware uh in especially in the streaming uh and kind of broadcast space there's an app called companion which is amazing it basically interfaces with like probably thousands of different pieces of proprietary you know official hardware at this point but interfaces with all this different hardware to do all these different things coordinate together um do these really amazing, you know, multi cam, multi effect, uh, streams or broadcasts. You know, there are communities out there that do stuff that's very similar to this. Um, the big sticking point I feel like is is you know coming up with a standard that everybody needs to agree on and making sure that you have hardware that is open enough to be compatible with that standard you're still going to have to measure it you pointed out the X-Rite color checkers is the thing I, I actually own one of those um, for doing monitor calibration and TV calibrations I don't know the um, X-Rite
0: one I actually have one by spider though and yeah. uh, there's color monkey which I think is the pro the there's eye profile there's yep, X-Rite yep. there's a lot there's of different companies but uh they are all doing the same thing with the same goal
1: yeah and so if you get i feel like if you get hardware that's open enough that you can build you know integrate that into a color system have a standard that everybody agrees to um have a distribution platform that everybody agrees to i think that would be great i think there are a lot of very passionate people out there um like I pointed out with the television space that would be that would do this for free, that would
0: help build this database for free on their own time just because they're passionate about it. I I kinda feel like it's the same issue of trying to get Apple to convert to USB C yep. Apple's like, no no no, we have our own proprietary thing and it works for us because no one else can have it. Not anymore thanks s- to you. We wanna <laughs> stick with this. And I do feel like it's going to have to take some oversight or intervention mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. get everyone to conform to a standard. Yeah. yeah. It, Pantone I, essentially has a monopoly. Can you think of any other color system? Nope. Yep. Other than yep. other Semples. Yeah. That's samples. It. Yeah. <laughs> Well that's... Uh, okay okay so that's that's that's, that's, that's not really toned ish but that's yeah. not a color system. <laughs>
1: no I'm kidding. Um yeah the, one of the big problems I feel like with a with a crowdsource system like this is it's going to take time. So let's say we start, you know, building this right now like almost certainly no one is going to be paid uh, to work on something like this full-time you need developers working on hardware and software you need a distribution platform thankfully the internet makes that pretty easy but you know you still need a way um, you know database software to talk to everybody's different uh different software and the the database of stuff of hardware and software and colors and everything that integrates here if that's being built by volunteers you're not going to have something that's up and running i feel like anytime soon for professionals to use and even then a professional might feel well i don't know if i can trust this 100 percent. like this was this is not a paid for tool there aren't people whose jobs rely on this tool being accurate should i use this or should i pay the 15 bucks a month to pantone um that's my perspective on it i personally would be a huge fan i think open source is good i think something like this would be awesome there's so much good out there in the open source
0: movement um but it's gonna take a while before take a it while. gets traction or reliability but
1: hey if you know of something like this if if you're uh, if this is kind of like a soft pitch to th- see what we think before you share hey by the way i'm working on this or i know people that are working on this let us know you send us a follow up uh, message and say hey this is the start of this take a look what do you think um we'd be happy to take uh take a peek at it and uh, share our thoughts but that's why i think right now i would love for something for something like that to happen however i need to be realistic and and uh, and i think the realistic look is if it does happen it's not going to be anytime soon even if it does happen pros probably are still going to uh pay Yeah. Pay Antone, yeah. unfortunately yeah. not a great you know even though that's negative i feel like it's just like the real world unfortunately. It is. no that is absolutely what's <laughs> yeah. gonna
0: happen um bef- i'd love to see it happen like before i even heard about the news like it was out for like 24 hours mm-hmm. um i was uh, i was talking to some photographer friend and he's like yeah the studio i work at has already upgraded yep. like yep yeah just day one boom okay and like oh we have 10 stations each one's 15 dollars 150 bucks a month okay okay yeah yeah. the the realistic answer is I don't have a huge
1: amount of confidence but the personal you know ideal world answer would be yes please let's have this yesterday <laughs> yes please but
0: eh, is that I'd gonna happen it. is that gonna happen I'd use it um, I mean I'm gonna use Stuart Samples because yeah. I just updated and now I now I see black bars and I'm very sad yeah so it's great. there you go there you go um, that helps. Yeah. Let us know. You. If you know something like that, reach out. Thank you, you would so love to much highlight. for the amazing and insightful question. That mm-hmm. was mm-hmm that was uh incredibly specific and i love it so much so if you're out there and you have a specific question um you can email us how do they email us Stuart? hello at (laughs) photo-op.show absolutely um you can leave a comment on uh the youtube channel Mm -hmm. um this this comment actually he he skipped all that went straight to my website and said hey I watch your show. <laughs> he filled out my contact form. You found he, the other Ben. He, he found me. I'm like, <laughs> cool, I'll take it. That's, that's awesome. Neat. He, he also got to see some of my cool work on his weight. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, the other other pitch we want to do here is if you want to help support the channel, I do have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash nomcreative, the same YouTube channel that you might be watching this on. Uh, right now, it's just one. Uh, starting in the new year, uh, one uh, one of the things that I like to do is expand uh, that that Patreon tier option, but right now it's just a just a dollar. It's a tip jar. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If you feel guilty about not not uh, giving <laughs> us any ad revenue because you use an ad blocker, you, you my dear, you now have absolution. So. <laughs> there you go perfect, perfect um so get that ad block absolution for one buck a month over at the patreon patreon.com slash nom you can email us hello at photo dash op dot show and uh, send in your questions let us know what you'd like to see next time if you have questions or ideas for future episodes you can email us at hello at photo dash op Dot show.
1: Watch us on Ben's YouTube
0: channel at non-creative, as in om nom, nom
1: Share this with a friend and you can listen to photo op anywhere podcasts are sold.
0: Or download it. Cause it's free.